Okay, let's finish a moment. Okay, so the last thing we saw was the advantage of Biti over Imi. Biti is Mitzad. It's the, the Avdus, the Bittl of the Yid, Mitzad HaKadosh Baruch. Meaning the existential reality that you're in to the Ebishter. Now, it's true that within the context of our Veda, we have to make a decision to be an Evid. That's true, there's no question, because how can I, uh, you know, I have to bring it down into my own conscious reality. But, the Rebbe's actually going to mention, it's possible once I've made that decision, decision to then graduate to a deeper and more, more sophisticated appreciation of that Avdus and realize that it comes from the Ebishter, and that's Biti, it doesn't come from me. Right? You know, we often talk about creating God in my image. No, 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 no. No. Why, why, why do we do mitzvahs? Because the Abraham said so. I, do I necessarily feel anything? Okay, so that's, we'll, we'll see. We have, to, we have to sort of bring about that a little bit. We'll finish the Maimur Ben Hashem. V'yesh l'kasha, we're down <coughs> the last paragraph on Rech Pei Vav, right? But again, the, 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 the bittle of Matan Torah was Nasev Nishma that we brought ourselves to a state of Mesiris Nefesh. We made a decision, which is incredibly impressive. <laughs> it's not impressive. But there's a level even beyond that where the Yid comes to the appreciation of the fact that the reason that they do what they do is because the Abishter said so, and that's it. Okay. Similar to, you know, it, it, I, I was trying to think of a mushal. It's, not, it's, it's, a very, it's a very subtle idea. I mean, how does it express itself in me? Because there's always a me experiencing whatever I'm experiencing, right? Even if I'm experiencing the bittle of Biti, it's still me experiencing the bittle of so maybe this, I don't know, I've been, I, 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 this is embryonic, right? but I'll throw it out there and we'll see if it turns into a baby. Someone who doesn't taste food, he doesn't taste food, so why does he eat? He has to eat. There's no choice but to eat. He can't not eat. Why can't he not eat? Because he can't exist without food. Does he necessarily taste the food? No, he doesn't taste the food. Right? So, so is he doing it mitzad? His own hasogas is to... No. He's eating food because the Abishter said you have to eat food. You know, he, he, the Abishter created him in such a way that without eating food, he doesn't have energy, he's not healthy. Okay. Now that person also, you would think, I don't know, but you would think would also probably eat healthy food. I mean, most of the stuff that we eat that's not healthy is because it tastes good, right? <laughs> not because... Right? <laughs> You know, the chocolate bar that we eat is not because it, it just it tastes good. If they, and if I what if I didn't taste the chocolate bar? Would I eat the chocolate bar? Well, I might eat the chocolate bar if I'm feeling a little. You know, I need a little hit of energy, right? And it's the middle of the afternoon, and I'm feeling like a little. And I need a little something uh, to to you know give me a little energy. So okay, there's a chocolate bar there. I might eat the chocolate bar, but I'm just as likely to eat whole wheat crackers. What difference does it make if there's whole wheat crackers in the chocolate bar? And someone told me, this is, this is good for you and this isn't. So I'll eat all wheat crackers. What the difference right. I can't taste the difference. So I'm wondering if that, on a certain level, is the level of BT. Right? Meaning it's just an existential reality that this is who I am and this is what I do. And it was imposed from by not This person isn't eating because they have come to the... They, they, they don't even, there's not even any tactiles, tactile sensation in the eating, right? They, they eat because they have to eat. Okay. So it's a whole different getter of eating. Why are they eating? Because the English they imposed upon them this thing called eating. That isn't why you and I eat most of the time. I mean, 
obviously we eat when we're hungry, right? We eat something because we're hungry. But, but I guess in yeshiva you will talk about enjoying it so much, you know. But I mean, there is an idea of eating, eating because it's enjoyable. Now, that makes mitzvahs sound very depressing because I have no taste. But in all fairness, relative to what's really there, we don't have a taste. We're, we don't taste the alakus in the mitzvah like we could. Right? To that sense, we have no taste buds. Are there people who do? Yes. Okay, nobody's even going to mention that. Because if it's Kabbalah, Sol, Mitzvah, Kaddish, Baruch, you might think it's lifeless and lacking simcha. That's the last paragraph. That's what the Rebbe deals with, the last paragraph. So I'm, I'm not sure. They'll run it by some people. I ran it by you guys. I'll run it by a few. But that might be a... So, then that, that, so that's mitzvahs. That's biti. Complete and total bittle to the existential reality. You're an evid of the Ebishter. That's who you are. So the person has decided to live that as opposed to fight that. Not in a depressing way, Chosu Shalom. I don't think this person is depressed about eating. <laughs> Just, he does it, because that's what you have to do. <coughs> and we, there are times when we eat that, because we're just, we don't have time, and we're not interested about it. I just have to eat, because I, I just have to eat. V'yesh l'kash yuzeh m'amuv v'liyu b'tchilas amayim v'mitada or the bastzian kai, the bastzian remember, the Rebbe really wasn't the Rebbe wasn't dealing with the, free, with the altar Rebbe's maim. The Rebbe asked the question, why is why is the, the level of biti mentioned after Matantara when Matantara is such a high level and then we mention the level of biti and that the Rebbe is going to answer. Right. But, but he's also just, that's why this is parenthetical. He's hearkening back to the Alter Rebbe also, which was brought at the beginning of the Maimim, and that wasn't the question that the Rebbe's answering because the Alter Rebbe answered that question. The notion of Bastion being shy of the Golos. Well, what's Golos? Golos is a time when we don't feel it. The Bastion Kyle Knesset Israel Bismana Golos. The Bastion relates to Knesset Israel in a time of Golos. Ki habitl de Bas. This level of bitl of bas. Misgale be'ikr. When is it revealed essentially? Why? In a time of tremendous gilui, so it's very hard to be in a state of biti. Right? It's like today, the notion of pshitus. Of a person who's just a very, and I mean this in a positive way, not a negative way. This, the notion of simple can be negative. It's an unsophisticated, naive person. I don't mean that at all. In the notion of midas apshitus, a state of absolute positive simplicity in the person's relationship with the Kaddish The Pashatayid. Very hard for us to express that. Why? Because we just live in a completely sophisticated culture. Right? It, it, that's a very hard thing for most of us to, to attain. And as a matter of fact, the Rebbe says explicitly, twice, right, that, that, that the reason women today should learn Tarsh Balpeh is because it used to be women didn't, didn't require this sophisticated understanding of Torah that is, that is, that is, uh, is supplied by learning Tarsh Balpeh. Why? And what was the power of women? The power of women was midas apshitas, a simple emuna pshut in the Ebrister, this is the way it is and there's nothing else, and it was that milk that kept the Jewish, the, the, the milk from that woman that kept the Jewish people alive through 2,000 years of Gullahs. 
Today? Not like that. They're sophisticated. <laughs> I, therefore, the Rebbe says it. Therefore, they need a sophisticated understanding of Torah, or else they're going to express their sophistication in something else, like Goyeshkeit. So that isn't the way they should, they should be sophisticated in Yiddishkeit, not Goyeshkeit. The last remnants of the Pashita Yid, there's the odd person out there just has that personality, but the at last remnants, it's mamish where you guys are. You spend your day. Go into the, the little Svardi Shtiblach here from Mincha. Walk up one of the small little streets between here and Machne Yehuda, right? beside, you know, where 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 the the Ger Yeshiva is. So that street, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's Rehov Svasem. I'm not sure, but I think Svasem is the one that's parallel to us. I'm not sure. But if you go up that street to Yaffa, so there's three little Shtiblach on the right. And there's like 27 people who daven mincha there, and there's a guy outside going center and center looking for the tenth guy. There's nine in each minion. Why they don't make two minyanim, I don't know. But it must be, you know, this is Tunisia, and this is Morocco, and this is Algeria, and they won't daven together. I don't know why. But there's, there's minyanim. Go see those guys. They're the last remnants of the Pashatayid. Just simple guys. Why do they daven mincha? God said double mincha. I mean, there's no, you know, not double mincha. It's just a thing. Are they sophisticated people? No, they're not. Their children are a little different. They still throwbacks to a sort of simpler age. Most of them, you know, have work. They work somewhere where they get dirty over the course of the day. You know, either printing or, you know, making something in those, you know, all the little shops around here where banging and crashing behind the door. Just really interesting guys. They're like a, a last vestige of that push of the yid. And that, that's, that's Biti. Why do you do this? God's, God said something. It's just what a Jew does. And there's a, a sophistication in the simplicity. In the time of Golis, specifically in the time of Ikvisa de Meshicho, the concealment, meaning especially when the Rebbe says Ikvisa de that means our times. The concealment is very, very great. And there are levels of concealment. That a person, in terms of himself, even mitzad the kabbalah soul that he has, that he received, he accepts the Torah with his own desire. I Meaning he's he's made a clear decision in his life whether he grew up that way, didn't go, it doesn't matter. Made a clear decision in his wife in his life that he's committed to the to the Abish there, etc. Kabbalah soul commitment, right? No problem for me. It, but since he's limited, he can't overcome these states of concealment. I mean, it's very, very powerful concealment. And so, what does that mean he doesn't overcome it? Does it mean he doesn't overcome it to the extent that he doesn't do Torah mitzvahs? No, that's not true. Of course he does Torah mitzvahs. But is he, is he intensely aware of, of the godliness in that which he does? No, he might not be aware of that. Because the Helaman Hester is so, is so deep that it's very, very difficult for him to be aware of that. To be an extremely special person to be aware of that. 
And the fact that the, that the Jewish people overcome these concealments, the, the Rebbe says an amazing thing here. That's because their bittel of Kabbalah soul, their commitment to the Ebishter, who isn't coming from their own Metzias, it's coming from the fact that the Abishter created a reality and that Jew is just part of that reality and therefore he acts the way he acts. I, does he, in terms of his, con- there's still, it doesn't mean there's no conscious reality. Of course there's conscious reality. There's such a thing as not being aware of yourself. Right, okay, so that, that Jew, is he aware of himself? Yes, and in the context of being aware of himself and in the context of his awareness of himself in his relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, what does he experience? And I don't mean this in a depressing way. He experiences a lot of Helen Vahesta. He experiences a lot of concealment. Not beside the fact that the Ebish is making his life hard. That also can happen. But just beside the fact that finding Elokus and what he does is very, very difficult. Finding it conceptually, Baruch Hashem. Finding it experientially, more difficult. Much more difficult. That's colors. So, So what's the Jew's response to that? So, so what's the Jews' response? His response is to do exactly the same thing that he would be doing even if he were absolutely blown away by the revelation of Elokus in every mitzvah that he does. There's absolutely no difference. <laughs> Where's that coming from? So the Rebbe says that's coming from the Abishtim. Meaning the, the implant, the imprint, I guess you could say either. Right? The Abishter imprinted in us this <laughs> essential reality that we're avodim to him. So we do, we do what he asks. And not, 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 we're not depressed. Does it because he wants to. Aye, but is he experiencing great gilui? No, he's not experiencing great gilui. We'll see how he does. So Rebbe's going to talk about that. How he might, but does. Because a Kaddish Baruch Hu chose them to, to be avodim. And by the Ebrister, there are no limitations. So even in Golos, the Yid serves the Ebrister, no problem. But that's Mitzad, the Ebrister creating a reality, and we just, just part of that reality. As opposed to lifting myself up to a state where that's my reality. Now, there has to be a point, and that's what the, there has to be a point of Kabbalah Satara. Of course, there has to be a point where I'm, I'm making a decision. Okay, but I, there's, a, there's a level higher, and that's what the Rebbe says now. Vazel, and this is that, the, the reason the Haftarah, the Shabbos Parshas Baloyzcha, that the Haftarah in Shabbos Parshas Baloyzcha, Shala Achrei Matan Taras, Man Matan Tarasenu, that's after Shvuas, he runi Vasimchi Bastziyat. And even though the Inyan Vamaila Diyem Chasunasi, the whole reality of the day of the Chopa, which is Matantara, Zeh Matantara, who is Atara Sheitrilai Imai, Matantara is all about Ima, reaching that incredible state of Ima that we're, so to speak, Mashpia in the Abishter, incredible Mesiris Nefesh for the Abishter, such that we actually crown him. Kitachlis Akavana Babitl Deimi, look at the Rabbi says, it's an absolutely an astounding thing. The ultimate purpose 
of reaching the state where through their own Aveda, Jew comes to a state of mysterious nefesh, the Bechag who shall yedezeh, that through this state of Mesiris Nevesh, who yegiyah acharkach, he'll come to a level of bitl that's nigh levyesh, that's higher, bechinas biti. That Rav Mendel has to come to a point where beyond all of the incredible avayda of Rav Mendel fighting the Helam and Esther of, of the Soviets, etc., etc., and staying from, beyond all of that is the simple bitl to the fact that the Abishter is the Abishter and I'm his Evid, and it's not because I decided I'm his Evid, it's because he decided I'm his Evid. And that's Yiddishkeit. Whoa. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Meaning it's the level beyond all the Avedah. At first we thought it was a level before any Avedah. I'm doing this, why? I don't know. If I have to do this, I don't feel anything, I don't know anything. Other of The person who might, who might experience tremendous revelation. But they have to get to the point that they're doing what they're doing because the Abishter created a reality. And the reality is that you're an evidence of the Abishter and it's coming from him, not from you. And to somehow plug into that existential state of reality, of being, of who you are and who he is and what's, what reality is all about. Remember, I, mean, I, I happen to be the, the, the hero in this story. I apologize for telling the story where I'm the hero, but, but I'll tell it to you anyway. When we had the yeshiva in Hanov, <coughs> the first Gilgul of Hanov, so and it's interesting because there, there was also a small program of post high school guys in, in that yeshiva. There were like six, eight guys. So um, one of them was sitting there talking to one of the shluchim, and they were having some very animated uh, uh, conversation on the other side of the sala. And I couldn't, I, you could tell they were really into it, but I wasn't listening to the details. But then I heard those. Dreadful words. Let's go ask Rabbi Kaplan. I, know, I heard those words. I heard. Right, so now I know. Okay, I don't know what I'm being asked about. And then now all of a sudden, you know, it looks like they're really into it. I, and there's a lot of responsibility here. I'm a youngest child. You know, yeah, we try to not use your name so you don't know the coming. Right. So youngest children like to avoid responsibility. You know, so I feel, oh no. Okay, so they come over, and the shliach asks, yeah, "Why do you wear your hat?" the way you wear your hat. And I said, because that's what Lubavitchers do. So the shliach goes, aha! <laughs> Obviously, meaning what? <laughs> the, the student, I don't remember whether it was a student in the post-high school program or in the, in the, in the they were, it was all the same. But obviously what was his position there are, there is, you know, significance as to why the hat's like this. There's a shin and all that. Okay, fine. But any Lubavitcher, why do we wear a hat like that? Because that's what Lubavitchers wear. That's just what you do. I don't know. I, I got to understand. What, what, what kind of question is that? I wear this because, because there's a shin here, and if there weren't a shin here, I wouldn't wear it. Instead, we had a hat like that. So I wouldn't wear a hat like that if that's what we wore. What difference does it make? Right? I mean, bottom line, what difference does it make? Why does a Lubavitcher wear a hat that looks like this? That's what Lubavitchers wear. I don't know. That's what we wear. I, poor Rav Landa, <laughs> Rav Isaac, who just, you know, just became the chief rabbi of, of B'nai Brock. So we can't wear a hat like this. You can't be a chief rabbi of B'nai Brock and wear a hat like this anymore. You have to wear, you know, the round hat with the brim up and you have to have a 
Rabbanu Shahat. So he's he, I, my he's a teacher in the Yeshiva and Svaz. He taught my kids, so so my kids are very close to him. So he's you know, he's lamenting his new hat. He doesn't like his new hat. Why is he wearing that hat? That's what you do. That's what Rav does. And that's just what you do. I understand. What, what's what, what kind of silly? That's bad. What? Zakhlashkiyach. He doesn't mark his suit. What? Zakhlashkiyach. He didn't mark his expenses. Oh, Zakhlashkiyach did like his suit. Yeah, that that would mean he he was hoping. Really, he shouldn't have. Right. And what bothered him was he did. You're right. Beautiful. Right. He wasn't on the level of bat. He said his suit. And that's what he said. That was my. That was his failure. Theoretically, he should have been able to wear the suit, and it wasn't my love or married anything. But he did. He said, I'm grub. I like the suit. I think he liked the car more than the suit, but he was the same. So I remember that. This was about 30 years ago. I remember it very, very well. Ah! The shalik was so excited. I, didn't, I, I had no clue what exactly I had said, but it was the simplest answer to the question. I understand. Why wear hat like this? And why do we wear hats like that? Because that's the hat. For some reason, that's that the Rebbe wears. Why? That's really interesting because no other Rebbe ever wore a hat like this, right? No one ever wore a fedora. Frida Gerber didn't wear a fedora. Well, Frida Gerber, when, when Frida Gerber went to, went to Poland, so he put on a, put on a strime. Well, he said, Poland, that's what people do in Poland. Wear a strime. <coughs> so he put on a strime. It is interesting that the Rebbe wore a different hat than his Rebbe. Don't know why. Because the Frieder Rebbe, if you, see, if, you, if you ever see the Frieder Rebbe with a regular hat, so it's a regular round hat. Chesedish a hat, you know, regular round hat, you know, round top, round. It's not a fedora. The Rebbe wore, wore the fedora. So that just became what Chesedim wore. The old, there were older Chesedim with the Frieder Rebbe, you know, in, in, in the... You know, they, they were around in the time of the Fidel but I mean, they didn't, you know, they lasted the next 35, 40. They lived for 40 years in the red, and they, they, would, they would wear round hats. They didn't wear this. Oh, I go, that's what the Fidel Gerber wore. That's what they wore when they so that's what they wore. Mm-hmm. But Lubavitcher Hasidim today, what do they all wear? That. Why? Kaka, I don't know. It's just what we wear. Like, what the music And if it was something else, we'd wear something else. And why do we wear what's, you know, it's called a Prince Albert, evidently. The sirtuk that we wear is called the Prince Albert. Why do we wear that? It's just what we wear. <laughs> Why do we wear it on Shabbos? Why do we wear the talis that we wear? Talis that we wear. Why do we put it underneath instead of on top like everybody else? Now, there's a reason. There is a reason. But that's the reason isn't the reason that Lubavitchers do it. The reason Lubavitchers do it is because that's what Lubavitch does. Why do we do it? Because the Rebbe, the Rebbe's father was a Makubu. And I'll be Kabbalah, there shouldn't be any black on the Talis. You know the Sephardim have white Talisim, not black? Sephardim do a lot more I'll be Kabbalah. You know, most of just regular Sephardim a lot of it is I'll be Kabbalah. So that's why their talus is all white. The black stri- stripes are something that Alpi Kabbalah you shouldn't have. Okay. Obviously, Alpi Kabbalah you can't, right? Because. Okay. That being said, the Rebbe's father was a Makubal. This is the reason I, I heard. And uh, so the Rebbe, in order to wear the Friedrich Rebbe's talus, the same talus Friedrich Rebbe wore in the Rebbe Shabbat Rebbe, the Babacha talus, but in order also to do what his father 
did. So the Rebbe rolled it underneath, put the black underneath, so you don't see the black when the Rebbe wears the talus. So you don't see any black on a Lubavitcher wearing a talus, right? It's all white. Why? Because instead of just, this is a lot easier, it's just taking it and throwing it on your shoulder, which is everybody else. You ever knows how long it takes us to put on our talus relative to everybody else? Right? Everybody else puts it on and just throws it over. And then, yeah, they sort of move it up a little bit. I mean, they throw it on their shoulder. What do we do? Or underneath and underneath and underneath. Takes a chassan about two weeks to figure this out before he, you know, kills it. After he kills himself, you know, falling on the floor trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Remember when our son who lives in Granite? So he got married in Granite. He married someone from Granite. So, so the, the, he asked me, that, uh, but "Will you meet me in 770 tomorrow morning?" I mean, I picked him up anyway to take him to the mikvah because his chassan needs a shaver. Right? Can, can we get there early before the minion, and you'll help me with the towels? Fine. So he said, you know, maybe we'll go in the front corner of 770, which is usually pretty abandoned. There's no one up there in the morning. So uh, we got there, I don't know, we got there a little late. I mean, we'd been at the Hasna the night before, and there was also two feet of snow on the ground, so getting around was really quite uh, difficult. So we, we got into 770, and we go into that corner. There's a bris there. There's, you know, 80 people in the corner. So my poor son is looking for somewhere where he can do this quietly with no one looking. There's no such thing. So, you know, he struggled with his talus. It takes a while. Why do we do it that way? Evidently, the reason that the Rebbe did it that way is because the Rebbe wanted to make some sort of shiluv of the Lubavitcher talus and his father's minah. Why do you and I do it that way? That's what we do. That's beating. So actually the level beyond Matan is Bas. Okay, let's finish the line. The Pasuk says, Roni Vasim Kibasim. Now, what's wrong with that? The first two words are words of incredible joy. And we just descri- described Bastsiyan as a state that we wouldn't necessarily relate to incredible joy. <laughs> right? we, I, that doesn't mean the person's depressed, but it, 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 it seems to not be about that person's emotional state. It's more just about an imposition of existential reality and the person's hooked into that in a very powerful and, and deep and sophisticated way. And, there's, you know, and, and the, the sophistication of it is the simplicity of it. It's incredibly s- straightforward and pashut. That the performance of Tarn Mitzvahs, Tzion, can't only be a state of bitl, bas. Elegam <coughs> besimcho. There also has to be another aspect. Simcho. Bitl is chokma. Simcho is bina. Roni vesimchi. Joyous. Now the Rebbe says an amazing thing. But Sarek Lavin. Have to understand when a person's in a situation he has no pleasure and vitality in Tarin Mitzvahs. Meaning, the Rebbe is painting this very extreme picture of Bas in order to make the point. 
the kiyamatit Torah mitzvah shaloi and the performance of Torah mitzvah shaloi who rock with their kabbalah soul. It's mamish kabbalah soul. And more than that, you say to me, it's not the Kabbalah soul that's mitzad my own avayda reaching a state of becoming Kabbalah soul, like it's Kabbalah soul that's imposed from above. Shagama Kabbalah soul also is Kabbalah soul, loiba eifin, it's not in a way shereitzel the Kabbalah of El Machshemai. That he's come to a point where he's mamish excited about accepting upon himself this commitment. No. He's not able to throw off this yoke. Why? Because the choice of a Kaddish Baruch in the Jewish people, to be his servants, that forces him. Now, again, not that he's depressed about this, but his Kabbalah soul is coming from Bechinus Bas. It's just, that's an existential state, and he's hooked into that. He's, he's connected to that. So if that's the state, how can he bring about in himself that his performance of Torah and Mitzvahs, he also has to be besimcha. Enjoy it. There's another explanation of the notion of Bastzir. The Tzirin, Hema Tzadiki. Tzirin also relates to Tzadiki. Who bastzien? Who is kashrus him at Someone who's connected to tzedikim. Vayadei is kashrus let tzedikim, and through a person's connection to tzedikim, who befrat particularly lenesia Yisrael, the leaders of the Jewish people, shinyanim who that what is what's what's the Rebbe about? So what is a Rebbe about? <coughs> so we learn this in Atat Tzava. It's being megale lokus. The Rebbe is the one that Atta Tetzavah B'nai Yisrael. You connect the Jewish people to the essence of their being so that Elokus is something real to them. Not simply the imposition of behavior, but an, exp- an appreciation of the reality of Elokus. The Tzadik is the one that opens the year up to that. Their whole reality is Lahamshich Gilu Elokus to draw down a revelation of Elokus, Lakol Yisrael, to every Jew, Ubefrat particularly, Lemakushim, Lemakusharim, to the ones who are connected, Vishayachim, and relevant to lay them to them. Al Yedezeh, through this, Nimshach Loy, it's drawn down to this Jew, Nasinus Kayach, and empowerment, meaning the possibility, he still has to bring it about in his own life. Shakim Atermitz Shaliyah Basimcha. What is it that allows the Yid to be Basimcha? His connection to the Rebbe. Rani Basimchi. Who? Basziya. Well, the Ikra of is Kabbalah soul, and why do you do it? Because the Ebishter said so. Plishum Chayas, Plishum Tainuk. Hi, but hold on, there has to be Chayas and Tainuk. Oh, that, of course there's Chayas and Tainuk. What's the Chayas and Tainuk? The Chayas and Tainuk that he gets by virtue of the fact that, he, that he's, he's connected to Elokus through, through, through his connection to Meshur Rabbein. Included in this is also there won't be all sorts of confusion in, in Gashmistika matters. Roni Vasimchi, that he'll also be joyous, also relative to Bani Not only in terms of his relationship with the Abishta, in terms of his Aveda, but also in terms of his relationship with Elamaza. That he'll feel on top of that relationship as opposed to buried underneath it. 
Sometimes Elam Hazek, and it feels like Elam Hazek is on top of us. But ultimately, the Aved is to be on top of Eretz What did I say? Eretz Yisrael. Elam Hazek. Did I say Elam Hazek? Did I say Eretz Whatever. Elam Hazek. Sometimes we feel like it's on top of us. It's burying us. No, we're supposed to be on top of it. In all fairness, we do walk on it. We're on top of it. The other way, we feel a certain amount, not control to the extent that it's up to me, meaning obviously we know it's all up to the Abishnah, but control to the extent that in, in terms of our, our, our relationship with what's going on in our lives. Having control of it, and that, what does that mean? We're basimcha. Valyadeh is kashus le tzaddikim. That's interesting. The Rebbe has yet to mention the Frida Rebbe, right? Which is very unusual that we've gone this far talking about Siddiqui. The Rebbe's four lines he talked about Siddiqui has mentioned the Frida Rebbe yet, which is very rare. Right? He's about to. Right? So here it was just general. The Bastian, someone has to have a connection to Siddiqui. Vayadeh is kashus let Siddiqui melinasim shabachol dar. And through the connection to the tzaddikim and the leaders of each generation, and that which is relevant to us specifically, who is kashus l'kveit gedushas mari chami admar nasi dorein, the connection to the Frida Rebbe. Because when the Rebbe talks about a connection to the Rebbe, that's the Rebbe, that's the connection the Rebbe talks about. Generally, our generation of Chassidim translates that into a connection to the Rebbe, obviously. This will nullify all of the concealment. It'll also include the nullification of the concealment of Golas. And the Frida Rebbe will lead us upright to our land. It should happen soon. what the Rebbe just said. He said quite a wild thing, right? Okay. So don't get nervous. The Rebbe says it. <laughs> don't get nervous. The Rebbe says it. That's why people say it. Like we made it up. The Rebbe says it all the time. But the Constantly. Okay. Relatively short and very sweet, Maimer, very famous Maimer, Maimer that you should do if you want a few times.